Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Oh, it's almost here, baby. The end of the road. Well, boys. Not technically Motown, but, you know, they... A modern version, if you will. A modern version. All right, we'll get uh, a little bit from Ron Rivera once he starts uh, speaking to the media over in uh, Ashburn Down. Uh, but first, let's get back to a call. Let's go to Dale in Hyattsville, and then we'll get to Lap and Jonesy and Eddie uh, and everybody in between. Uh, Dale, how are you? How you doing, Rooster? How you doing? Good, Dale. What's going on? Well, here's the thing I'm saying. I've listened to all these phone calls. I'm listening to the fact you need an offensive um, line, a defensive line, all these different things. But me, I'm one of those type of people who say, listen, um, first of all, Sam Howell shouldn't be playing these last three games because you already did an evaluation. They already did an evaluation for 14 games in the, in, in the one last year. Um, I don't see how, how you're going to learn anything else new about him after these three games. Second of all, if you if, – if whatever, I don't care whatever – Offense coordinator for coach or defense coordinator for coach. If you get an offensive coordinator for coach, you have a system, and um, Sam Howell's got to learn new offense. If you have a defensive coordinator as a coach, you're going to have the same thing. Also, if he's going to have his offensive coordinator, and if they, if they go in that direction, they should do like what they do in Houston, how they did in Houston. Evaluate what quarterback will fit, what type of system that they're playing, get that quarterback, and then they got a defensive guy on that side. So, basically – any way you cut it, it's going to be a new system. It's going to be a new coach. It's going to be new everybody in here. And that I'm one of those type of guys that we shouldn't be doing like we did in 2012 when we had RG3 and we had Kirk Cousins. There should be a, a competition. Push Sam Howell to see whether or not this is the person that's going to be the quarterback for the team in the future. And then another thing, too, they, what they can do when Sam Howell's on the bench um, and um, they can give him, show him what he needs to improve on and get a head start and improve on those skills that he needs to, to shave up on, and then he'll be right there on, on the, on the plat, same platform with the new head coach, with the new system, and learn everything. That's, that's all I'm saying. I mean, you, you make some strong arguments. I, I, would, just, I would just say this, um, and maybe I'm trying to simplify it too much. What I don't want him – like, big picture for Sam Howell. I, I would ideally, if he's going to potentially be in the mix to be the starter next year, and I think when, yeah. even if you draft one of these top three quarterbacks, I, I think at least you should have a competition. What I would like yes. is for him not to change a fourth language and a fourth system in four years. It's not only three in three in the NFL – it's also the final year at North Carolina, right? He's in that system. Then he comes yeah. here in his rookie year, and he's in Scott Turner's system. And then in year yeah. two, he's 
of his NFL career and first year as a full-time starter, he's an Eric Bieniemy system. And now we're talking about another system. So four systems, four languages in four years is, to me, asking a little bit too much for a guy who's already missing. And again, this is part of him being a young quarterback. He's already missing some things that ideally you would like him not to miss, right? So I worry about adding too much to the plate by going a different direction. So that's why I've suggested, again, defensive-minded head coach, maybe keep EB, keep the system, keep the language. And if you want to draft a quarterback, which I think you you will absolutely draft a quarterback, the question is, is whether you do it in the top five. And I think the answer is, yeah, probably you will. Then I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. But but but, but here's the thing, Rooster. Um, when did we when, – when, when is any NFL – team that has got rid of coach has kept their system. They got a new system. They got a new offensive line of co- coordinated, a new off um, coach. How many times did they have actually kept some of the old people from those systems well, into the new system? Yeah, no, that, I understand. That that's a great question. But what if Brian Flores is the guy? What if Dan Quinn is the guy? What if Raheem Morris mm-hmm. and, and they just say, you know what? Like I, I have a good relationship with Eric Bieniemy. I think he can be, you know, the right and it makes sense. Like that's the scenario, I guess that I I can see, but 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 only if you hire a defensive-minded head coach. If you're hiring an offensive-minded head coach, it's almost sure as you know what that yeah. they're not keeping Eric Bieniemy. So maybe I'm trying yeah, to and that, and that, and that, massage, and I guess, time, both sides you, here. And I agree, I agree with what you say because there are times when some people actually keep some of the old people because they're real good and they have real connections and, and friendships. I, I agree with that. Too. Like Jay Gruden but kept just, Sean, just, Ma- you know, Jay Gruden kept Sean McVay, yeah. who was not the offensive mm-hmm. coordinator when Jay was hired, but he was one of the only coaches that was kept on by Bruce Allen and Dan Snyder, along yeah. with um, uh, Bobby Turner, who was like the assistant head coach, running backs coach under Mike Shanahan and Kyle. Bobby was not fired immediately. Jay moved on from him and hired Randy Jordan. But Sean was the tight ends coach, I think, still when Jay took over. And then Jay interviewed him, and they made him the offensive coordinator. The coordinator, yes, yes. And the the sad part about the whole thing is that we had three of these guys. We could have gotten one of them. We could have taken one of them. And Shanahan or McDaniels yep. or, or McVay, yep. and we would have been much better. And no that's doubt. the whole thing I'm saying. I'm no saying doubt. just do it, do it, do it well. Do I, it, I, I hear you. I mean, they got a lot of tough decisions to make. Dale, thank you. Appreciate the phone call. Good job uh, out of Dale and Hyattsville. Do we have Rivera yet, Matt? All right, why don't we pop into Rivera, and then we'll get back to uh, more calls. We won't stay with this for very long. We try not to bore and torture you. Uh, but obviously, with the breaking news on Cameron Cheeseman and the quarterback situation, we we'll want to hear what Ron has to say out at the podium in Ashburn. Talk through that explanation there. Well, it's just one of those things that there's a certain point where it, it, it hadn't been fixed the way it needs to be fixed to be consistent all the time. Uh, it's unfortunate because for two solid years, you know, we got some real good stuff from him. And unfortunately, this year it was not as consistent as it needed to be. And then when you look at Sam, um, what what takeaways did you have from that game? And where is he at in his development? Has he hit maybe a little bit of a wall in some of that growth? Well, you know, there there, there has been some positives and there continue to be positives. But, you know, the, the thing you always want to make sure is, as you're saying, you know, we're, we're still seeing the growth. And, you know, that's something we have to sit down and discuss and see exactly where we all feel he is. Ron, who do you plan to sign at long snapper to replace Cameron? Well, 
we have you know we have a short list and we're we're working off of that. Ron, could you uh, clarify a little bit yesterday when you said you, you pulled Sam Howell to sort of protect him? Could you kind of clarify what you mean by that? Pretty much what I said. Are you talking physically, mentally? You're afraid of another pick six? Like, like I said, just, it's, it's exactly what I said, Ben. Ron, when you, when you pull a young quarterback like that, what type of conversations do you feel like you need to have, if any, with Sam over the coming days? As long as he understands why we're doing things, that's probably the most important thing. I think if, if you communicate with everybody and, and they understand, that's probably the most important thing. So in terms of a response from Sam, what, what do you want to see in practice and in, in, in the games kind of going forward? Because, you know, maybe he hit a little bit of a roadblock right now. Absolutely. And, 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 and you know, that, that's stuff that you, you have to take, I have to take into consideration is exactly where he is and how is he handling these things. And then again, just see him reset himself and, and get it going. He's done a really good job for us. And it's a long year. And it's been a tough year. But, um, you know, again, this is, you know, stuff that, that you know, we can, we can hope that he understands, he learns, he grows from. Ron, when you went back and watched the film, are there specific plays or, or certain concepts that you would point out to Sam and say, hey, these are the areas where we feel like you can make some strides? That, those would be the things that, that, that EB and Tavita most certainly will be working with him on. And on that fourth down and, and throughout the years, Sam has had you know some troubles with some batted passes. Why is that, and, and is that a correctable thing? Well, the the one he had yesterday is, is most certainly one of those things that, you know, if we can get into him a little bit a little bit more as a blocker, we can get his hands down, um, then the ball doesn't get batted. But you don't see that as a, a thing for him as a quarterback in general because he, he no. leads the league this year with, with 17. No, on, that, on this one he was on the move and he was working outside the pocket. And again, you know, to, to one of the things that you try to get is if you can get the blocker into the into the defender, the defender's got to protect for himself and more than likely doesn't get his hands up. Anybody else? Ron, if if the team were in four and ten and you were competing for a playoffs, would this be the same scenario? Would you continue forward with Sam or is this about developing him versus turning to, to Jacoby? Well, if, if this was about if this was about playoffs and and you know we're right in the middle of it and and stuff like that, that's something you have to most certainly consider. You know, are are we do we still have that opportunity to continue to win? You know, and that's that's one of the things you always consider because again, you want to make sure everybody's getting the opportunity to be successful. All right, let's jump in here and uh, and uh, put a lid on this. Uh, you know, like like here's the thing. I think when you hear that and when you hear Ben pressing Ron and Ron not giving an inch. Basically, Ron doesn't want to say, I pulled him because he was missing wide open stuff. I don't think it was because he was to protect him physically or because there's something majorly wrong. He may have maybe tweaked something and they're just trying to make sure it doesn't get worse. He wasn't he wasn't getting annihilated. He wasn't ambushed. He wasn't anything like that. I think that's Ron just saying, look, he missed this and he missed that and he missed this and he missed that and he made a terrible decision on the interception and we weren't moving the football. You know, we couldn't even say, hey, we're moving the football but just not scoring points. We weren't doing any of that. 
and it was 24 to uh, whatever it was, 24-7, uh, with you know 10 minutes left to go in the game, and we're looking for a spark. Here's the thing that Ron could have just said is, look, we're, we're trying to win games. We're trying to win games. That's more important to me than just letting Sam fight through it at this juncture in the year. We were looking for a spark. And we went with the veteran. But what he doesn't want to say, quite honestly, what he doesn't want to say, and I understand, is Sam Howell sucked. It's all there is to it. I mean, Sam Howell has played some absolutely brutal games this year. The Buffalo game, the Giants road game, he has had moments, series, halves, like two and a half quarters in Seattle where he didn't play very well, against Atlanta in the second half, against New England in the second half, where he didn't play well for a large stretch of time. But he played well at some point in those games, right? And some of those games were wins. Even the Giants home game, they moved the football all over the place. They just couldn't stop throwing up all over themselves. But what Ron didn't want to say was that was the third game, the Giants road game and the Bills home game. That was the third game this year where there was almost no pulse on offense. No Brian Robinson. They had to bench Antonio Gibson because he missed a blitz pickup. So they're running Chris Rodriguez out there. We all know about the offensive line. We all know Terry didn't wake up and start getting you know, into it until Jacoby Brissett came in. And again, just because Terry has had uneven targets this year does not mean he's never been targeted in double digits. Uh, does not mean any of that. So stop. Oh, see, yeah, yeah, you, 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 you target Terry. They've targeted Terry in several games, 10, 11, 12 times, and he's had no production. Or almost no production. Yes, it looked much better with Jacoby. I'm not saying that it didn't. Of course. But, I mean, if if he's not getting tugged on, maybe it looks better with Sam Howell. And maybe if that play doesn't go basically as a nothing burger, then Sam Howell doesn't get benched. I don't know. But here's what I do know. 11 of 26, there is literally no way you anyone – Anyone under any reasonable circumstance could say, oh, he was playing, you know, pretty well, efficient. 11 of 26. That's like 38%. That might be his worst, like, on target, in rhythm, whatever, because he wasn't getting annihilated. He wasn't getting hit a lot. He wasn't getting blown up. 11 of 26 for 102 yards. Yes, he had the touchdown. Okay, great. Congratulations. Yay. Would you like me to throw you a parade? And by the way, where would this offense be without Curtis Samuel this year? Something I did not expect me to ask in 2020. What year are we in? 2023. 301-230-0980. I see y'all. We're going to get to you right after the break. Hang tight. I know it's been a while. Uh, sorry with Jay and Ron back-to-back. We've got to 
you know, move some things around. But I promise we're coming right at you. Uh, and you guys will get in before the end of the show uh, and very soon. On the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. And, of course, on the Ace Law listener lines. In a wreck, Ace Law. Help you get a check. Call them at 8888-ACE-LAW and tell them the Team 980 and the Rooster sent you. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, 320, Team 980, your call's coming straight up. Let me just give you one thing, just so you don't think I'm crazy. The Rams, according to PFF, had 16 pressures yesterday, okay? That's hurries, hits, sacks. The one sack, I think they had two hits and, like, 13 pressures. Uh, I'm sorry, 13 hurries. Just for our, just to give you a, a little example, that Sam wasn't under siege or anything like that yesterday, in the previous game that the Rams played against the Ravens, now, granted, it was overtime, so certainly the numbers are elevated because it was overtime. They had 29 total pressures compared to 16 yesterday. Two sacks compared to one. Four quarterback hits compared to, I think, two. And 23 hurries compared to yesterday. Again, just a one-game sample size, okay? Yesterday, 16. The week before, granted, some overtime, 29. Almost double. So, it's, again, it's this was not a Sam was getting beat up. You know what it was? Sam was awful. Sorry. We, we're, we're, we're big boys and girls. When I suck at my job, I know it. I feel it. I'm miserable. A lot of times I make fun of myself, and that's my way of criticizing myself on the radio. But Matt knows it. When I'm just, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't give an example, but when, I, when I'm sort of half-assing it. Usually it's when we're on day three of a certain topic yeah. that just will not go away. Right. And, and, and yes, we, that happens sometimes. When there's different angles and whatnot, but I, I guess, you know, I try not to ever mail in a show by no. any means, but you know when I don't have the same, quite honestly, pea and vinegar that I normally have, the same onions that I normally have. You know when I'm kind of going through the motions. Sam was dreadful yesterday. Not I think yesterday was his worst day, worst performance of the year, because at least against Buffalo and at least against the Giants, he was getting the ever-loving crap kicked out of him. He was. Again, you might look at that as being more his, and some of it was. And yeah, he didn't have a pick six and you know all that stuff. From a quarterback operation perspective, he was dreadful yesterday. 
I would say yesterday's performance was closer to if you've ever had one of those shows where you just cannot seem to get untongue-tied. You miss That's every fair. single word. That's you fair. sound like an idiot. You you know your job. You know what you're supposed That's to be fair. doing, but you can't seem to get right. That was his. That was his tongue t- tied. Does that ever happen to me? I not since I've been working with okay. you, but you've been wor- doing this for a long enough period of time. I can almost guarantee you had a couple of those. I mean, shows. at times it of course happens, but oh, yeah. like, are we talking? You know, like for an entire show, I don't know if that has ever happened to me in my entire career, but certainly segments and or hours or 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 moments or what have you. But he he had one of those situations. He knew the yeah. job. He didn't have a good day. I mean, that will happen to everyone yep. over the course of their career. Yep. It just so happened that it happened at a very poor time for his. No doubt about it. Let's get to Eddie in Centerville, who's been waiting on hold for far too long. Eddie, thank you for being patient. How are you? Good, man. How are you? Happy Good. holidays, man. Yeah, same and, to you. And to you and Matt. Thank you, brother. Um, so, uh, yeah, I called in because this whole QB comparison thing, it shouldn't be a topic. And talking about QB controversies because there's no controversy. How is the guy and Brissett is just a backup. That's just, that's just the facts. All right, there's a starter and there's a backup. That's what that's what it is. You're talking about the Bills game, and that's when I remember I called you from Myrtle, and I was like, this is the first time I saw Howell just not play like he was playing the first two weeks. Mm-hmm. And then he played again, and I saw him live against the Bears, and I was like, oh, okay, just that old line, whatever. And then, like you said, the last three or four games have been really bad. Uh, yesterday, he didn't play as bad as he did against the Giants, but he still played. He missed a lot of balls. He missed a lot of uh, windows. He missed a lot of wide-open receivers, right? But at the end of the day, I feel like we should still give him a shot. Um, I don't think Brissett should see the field unless how has another performance like that where it's just the first three-and-a-half quarters. It's just not it's not getting it. So reporting Brissett, that's fine. But I feel like we still should give Hal the benefit of the doubt, um, and, and build around him. I, I don't disagree with any of that. Plus, I don't want to win. <laughs> you know, I mean, here, like, <laughs> here's the bottom line. Jacoby Brissett gives you a better chance of winning right now. That's bad. That's wrong. That's, that hurts the organization. I, I, I do, but I do want to see Sam and how he responds to getting his ass kicked in this game, which maybe some was more operation error than – than the defense dictating to him, I want to see him against a defense that's a different level than the Rams. Quite honestly, the Jets have heavily invested in their defense. The Rams have heavily invested in Aaron Donald and have not heavily invested in any other part of their defense. You know, so I, I do want to yeah. see how he bounces back this Sunday, I guess. I, I also, that he, his growing pains are kind of like backwards. You know what I mean? Like he, he should have been benched against the Bills. He should have been benched against the Bears, but they didn't. They kept going in. They just letting him get his get this get his beating that he got. You know what I mean? That, that shouldn't have happened. And now that we're out of the playoff contention, Rivera's like, well, okay, we shouldn't. There's, there's no reason to keep him on. No, they, they should have taken him out before. If you were truly, truly trying to develop a player, that's not the way to develop him. Just throwing him to the wolves is not that great of an idea. You know what I mean? And that's what they did the first seven, eight, nine, ten weeks, and then they benched him. I think they benched him against the Dolphins. I think we're for action against them. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure uh yeah. Yeah, yeah so but it, but it, that that it's, one it's felt backwards. that one felt more for me. Not that Sam played well in that game, but that one felt more for me like, you know, we're we're just surrendering, you know, and we're just trying to get out of here without an injury. 
You know, like everything that they did in the second half of that game, including run the ball over and over and over and over, which I love to do, um, in a 30-point deficit without Brian Robinson made no sense other than uh, what we talked about two weeks ago, and I think Jay was the first one to mention it, which was they were just surrendering. They were just throwing in the white towel, flag, Mm -hmm. whatever. Yesterday, they weren't doing that. At least the way I saw it, and and they didn't have Robinson, which already hurt them, but it's not like I felt like they ever quit in that game or... No, no, because the Rams, the Rams offense was kind of, was kind of, uh, stoked for a little while, like two, three drives that just didn't want to do anything. All right, man. Hey, have a good weekend, brother. Thanks, Eddie. I appreciate you as always. Good to hear from you. Uh, let's get to, uh, I think Jonesy's been on hold the next longest. What's up, Jonesy? Hey, 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 Rooster, how you feeling, man? How are you, pal? Listen, yes, indeed. Hey, I agree with everything you said, man. I, I, I think we should pretty much focus on a defensive coordinator and not get rid of E.B. and Sam. <laughs> yep, I mean, I, I would love to see Sam in the second year, you know, with the um, with E.B. But I think he's, he's I think he's going to be better next year, man. That's the, I just got that feel, and I sure wait to see him go somewhere else and then show out and show off, man. Either one of those guys, E.B. and Sam. So I'm hoping we can be, both keep them here as a tandem and get focused on the defensive uh, 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 coach and, and go and let's try try this again because I think we'll, we'll see a difference and, and just concentrate on, you know, I will go after quarterback now because and have a quarterback competition because that's what I would like to see too. Um but fortified at line, both lines, defense, offense, and let's 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 see if we can get some some tools, man. I mean, some some receivers that can get some separation. And I would like to see a big receiver too. Um, other than that, man, concentrate on my defense on the back end, front end. We got holes all over the place, so let's try to fill them with, with what we have. But other than that, Rooster, that's all I got. No, I appreciate I'm you, Jonesy. And I appreciate you, too. No, I hear you. Uh, and, and you're right. They have a lot of holes. Listen, you don't win four games in this league and look as bad as they've looked at, what are they now, 4-10? and 10? Looked as bad as they've looked after starting 2-0. and 0. Again, that, that, that's kind of the, the irony here. It's, it's, like, it's not like they were bad from the start. They were 2-0. and 0. Granted, they won those games very, by very thin margins, six points total, you know, an average of three points, but I mean, it's a three-point league. It it's kind of amazing that you can be as bad as they've been in every sort of way, two and ten in their last dozen games. That's hard to do. It's hard to do in a league filled with parity when you put a lot into your roster, which again reminds us of how bad they are and how bad the decisions. That have turned out. Let's do a trending alert, and then we'll get back to the phones. I see my guy, the Birdman, wants to crow about his Baltimore Ravens. We will do that coming up uh, with you right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. 
Uh, let's start with a little NFL breaking news. DeMonte KZ of the Pittsburgh Steelers, the safety who was involved in that brutal hit against Michael Pittman Jr. on Saturday, in case you missed it, of the Indianapolis Colts. He has been suspended for the final three games of the regular season, the league announcing. Uh, and uh, it also includes any potential playoff games for uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, who have lost three in a row. Uh, again, he is a repeat offender, uh, and he was immediately ejected in that game. Monday Night Football, you heard Jay Gruden break down Matt Patricia taking over uh, for Sean Desai at defensive coordinator and the ramifications of that. That comes your way tonight as the Philadelphia Eagles take on the Seattle Seahawks. In Seattle, you can hear that game on 106.7 The Fan uh, and the Odyssey app. Meanwhile, we over here on the Team 980 will have Talking Terps uh, at 7. And then the Wizards, late night, again, like they were last night. 9.45 pregame coverage, 10 o'clock or so the tip in Sacramento after a tough loss to the Bradley Beal-less Phoenix Suns last night. And that's what's trending. With you, final 20 minutes or so of the radio program. We'll have Dumb Dumb of the Day before we get on out of here. First, uh, let's get to, I got a bird man who wants to crow about his Ravens winning in Jacksonville last night. Hello, Birdie. Hello there, Christopher. How was your Monday? Uh, my Monday's fine. I mean, I, you know, I mean, if you're, was I, I Monday, mean, again, my, if you're calling, awesome. okay, well, let, let, let's just straighten this out. You and I, long time friends. If you're calling me to rub it in that I was wrong about the Baltimore Ravens, I've told you, I made a mistake. I didn't think Lamar Jackson would stay alive. I'm sorry. I made a mistake. I was wrong. So far, so good. Congratulations. They won 11 games. They're the the best team in the AFC. But, uh, you know, I don't want to say by far, but they are the best team in the AFC, period. End of story. And the record says that, but clearly they are the best team. I mean, there's no question, or there shouldn't be, in anybody's mind. Now, that doesn't mean they're going to win the Super Bowl or make it to the Super Bowl, but they're the best team in the AFC. Well, there you go, Chris. Now, now, real quick about the Commanders. I said on this radio program about a month and a half ago, I didn't think Sam Howe was the answer. I stand by that. Um, I mean, you're he's not, not the answer. You guys need to draft a, you guys need to draft a quarterback. Um, and I don't know what round, but you know, I, I think Chris, if you're really serious about the uh, Commanders losing here on out, just to just start Logan Thomas. He's your quarterback. You know, you're the second person to mention Matt. Did you just hear what the Birdman? Because Matt came in here earlier today. And said, you know, you uh-huh. know what they really should do is start Logan Thomas if they really want to lose. Well, part of the problem is they don't really want to lose. They like Ron lo- views these games as like his legacy and uh, me leaving them in a good way and and maybe you know uh, uh, the roster I built. See, I'll show you kind of thing, all of that. But he mentioned Logan Thomas as well. I said Jake from State from, but. You're now the second person that said Logan Thomas. I mean, be the you know, I mean, Matt and I, you know, 
Matty Ice and I, you know, it's it's two great minds. I think. All about. right, uh, let's relax. You know, I'm, let's uh, let's slow down. That's what it is. But, Let, but let's <laughs> let, let's let's slow down the gravy train, and and realize that you guys aren't great minds. You guys are the best. You guys may have come yes, up with. You guys have may have come up with a creative idea. That's fine, but you're not. I, I mean, it's not like you guys are brain surgeons for crying out loud. Well, either you for not picking the the Ravens for me. Listen, I screwed up. I believed in the Steelers a little bit more. I mean, what do you want me to do? I've told you I'm an idiot. I mean, I, I was wrong. You know, I told you the reason why I didn't pick the Ravens was because I didn't think Lamar would be standing. I had two years of evidence. He missed 13 games down the stretch the last two years, including a playoff game that the Ravens almost won, as you constantly remind me. I did not think he would be standing. Now, the season still has some time to go. We'll see. Hopefully, look, nothing look, happens. Look, look, don't throw the Russo. Don't throw the Russell Jinx on him. Don't don't do it, Chris. Well, yeah, or the Russo I will come Jinx. Down there. One or the other. <laughs> I, I, I I know where you live. Okay, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> all right, buddy. Thank you, Bernie. Congratulations, pal. Yeah. I appreciate you. Uh, the listen, the Raven. I mean, look, they another big injury at running back. Mark Andrews is obviously still out. We will see. I mean, Isaiah Likely is playing really well. He had that crazy catch last night on, you know, a throw that I wouldn't advise if I was Lamar Jackson, who he himself ducked out of, you know, uh, heavy pressure and basically a dude trying to, you know, lasso him. Um, I mean, I wouldn't advise making that throw, that decision, because that was basically a throw-up ball. You know, they say 50-50. I mean, it was almost Hail Mary-esque. But Lamar made it. Lamar completed it, and it goes down as, oh, my God, did you see what Lamar did? If it went down as an interception, it probably, you know. And by the way, Jacksonville probably got screwed on the Calvin Ridley non-touchdown, touchdown, touchdown, non-touchdown. If it was called a touchdown on the field, they probably would have kept it a touchdown. If they called it a non-touchdown, which they did, they kept it as a non-touchdown. I mean, it's, it's, it's that simple. Uh, Jacksonville did not deserve to win that game. They were horrible at the end of the first half. Did anybody see that? Like, everybody's bitching and moaning how long it took the Commanders to score at the end of the game, and it did. I mean, a couple of runs, quarterback run, Brissett at the one-yard line. Uh, the Don't forget, they should have scored a touchdown, if not for Logan Thomas, speaking of him, offensive pass interference with about three and a half minutes left. Then they got a defensive pass interference on, I think it was Terry, if uh, memory serves me correct, with like 245 left on what would have been, again, if there wasn't the penalty, and it was good call, uh, w- which would have been a fourth down failure. And then they get, a, you know, so again, that's why that sequence took so long is because they had a touchdown initially taken away, and then they had a fourth down turnover on downs given back to them, if, essentially, and then they finally scored the touchdown. You know, it wasn't because, I, I I mean, maybe I'm missing something. It wasn't because Ron is just so inept at, at clock man. I mean, he is. He's not good at it. Inept might be strong. He's not good at it. It's not his strength. But it's not because Ron did something majorly wrong, at least the way I interpreted it. But did you see what happened in Jacksonville last night? Oh, my God. That's a veteran team with a Super Bowl-winning head coach Against the Ravens, a really good defense. You cannot, you cannot screw that up. And yet they screwed it up 17 ways to Sunday in Jacksonville at home. 
Like at home. Crowd noise shouldn't have been a thing. At home. And they came away with zero points. I, you know, these things happen. All right, let's get more calls in here. Uh, Lap has been uh, on hold for a long time. Lap, thank you for being patient. How are you, pal? What's up, Rooster? Rooster, you got to be tired, man. You got to be tired when you talking, man. You know, do you talk like this when you get home? Cause no. We be trying to help you out, man. No. Give you these calls to help you make your day smooth out a little bit better. You know, that's a good point, Lap. But you a- be having us on hold forever and ever, ever. Lap, but it's, all Lap, it's, a, it's a good point. It's a good point. I, I, I do. That's why I always feel bad, and I appreciate the patronage, and I appreciate uh, the support, yeah. and the patience. But here's I one thing that here's one thing that, that I will say. I've got a lot of good things to say, Lap. You know? No, you do. You do. It's entertaining. That's why we love you. Thank but you, I'm just, I was just, I, you know, I'm just messing with you. I always got to mess with you. I know. Um, uh, shout out to uh, Bird, man. You know, Ravens looking good. You know, I'm, I'm hoping, man, they go to the uh, Super Bowl for real. I, I want to see somebody different in there, the Ravens or the, the Dolphins on the AFC side. And uh, shout out to Jonesy, too. That's my boy, Hall of Famer, uh, caller. You know, good caller, too. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know what they what they what they doing with this with this quarterback situation. It don't even matter, Rooster, who they start. I mean, the season is over. We you know mathematically eliminated you know yesterday, so it doesn't even matter, man. It's just sad that if you felt that way to bench him, you know, his other you know like you had stated before, with other games that he played bad in that he didn't get benched in. And if you was going to go with Jacoby, you know, in, in some of those earlier games when we still technically right. had a chance. Right. And I knew that it was going to come down. Because look how tight the NFC um, conference is now. You know what I'm saying? And you just want to at least be in the mix. You know what I'm saying? You look at some of those just like, you know, the Seahawks. I mean, it's a, it's a bunch of those teams. Here's, here's the thing that like doesn't make sense. That, yeah. No, here's the thing that doesn't make sense, Lap, is like almost everything they do – is like in reverse yeah. or like 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 to your point if you weren't going to pull him in the buffalo game in the giants road game yeah. um i mean they ultimately did put in Brissett at the very end of the miami game i don't think he had one yeah. throw i don't think he made had a throwing attempt i think it was just you know again if you weren't going to do it against the giants earlier in the year and against buffalo why would you do it now like this is yeah. what drives me crazy about this regime is that things that yeah. they say and do or don't do, then they kind of do the opposite later on in the season. I don't get it at all. Yeah, we we you know it's it's what's to be expected, man. But hopefully we ain't got to deal with that um, long, man. But I you know I be wanting to make the playoffs, even if we not a contender. I mean, we still got some ways to go to even be you know a playoff team. But like I said, you look at. A lot of the teams that's jumbled up in the AFC and the NFC, they were sorry, you know, for years. And they're better than us right now. They are. And then when we made the playoffs a couple of years ago, you know, you felt that good feeling that, you know, the outside of the local media was actually talking about us to, to display our talent. So we can't even never show what we can do because I've always felt that if they get there, I think they would really surprise some people just to get there. You know, Dallas is always the team that 
end up as home, you know, just like us. It's just that they're a better team. Mm-hmm. It's just they don't – they look like a, a sorry team when they get to the postseason. Yeah. So, Not when James Cook is running all over their early, ass. Man. Not when James Cook is running all over their ass. I enjoyed that. Thank you, Lap. Appreciate you, buddy. Uh, let's get to Steve in Columbia. Next up, Steve, how are you? Hello, Chris. How you doing? Hi, Steve. What's going on? Good. Okay, so I'm not disappointed um, at Sam Howe's play because I look at him as a rookie, and he's playing exactly like a rookie. Mm-hmm. He's up and down. It's also his first year in the system. It's first year. It's EB's first year with his system, blah, blah, blah. So I don't, I'm not concerned about that. But what I am concerned about is the defense. Four years in, and this is what we have. There's been two common things I've seen. One, teams, when they want to run, can run right up the middle. They've done that past four years. They even did that when, we had, when Gruden was uh, around. The secondary, this communication issue constantly I, I just don't get it man i don't know if you can get somebody on your show one day who knows defenses pretty good a professional coach athlete somebody mm-hmm. that can explain what in the world it is ron rivera's system and jack del rio's system although he's gone what were they thinking also about getting uh de-emphasizing linebackers man yeah. i look at the good teams they're not de-emphasizing that linebackers the linebackers can ball out so i don't get it i don't know why Ron went with this thing? I don't know if it was Jack that decided, but whoever, they need to just be gone. What we got? Here's, here's the this? question that I have for you, though, Steve. Like, why did why did the system, whatever it is, work well last year, and why was it so horrible this year? Because I think there's other things going on in the locker room. Oh, well, maybe yeah. With with play with players and coaches, there's there's something. You know, they it, everything's a big secret over there. And when you're four and ten, slowly but surely stuff will come out. But I think there, there's some of that that went on. And I also think they went from a, a kind of like a zone defense to a match kind of or man type of thing. Right. It just was like kind of like a hybrid. To, yeah. Right. Just like Cheeseman tried to change his freaking yep. snap. Yep. If it was working good, why the hell would you change it? I, I don't him. get these people, man. I, I just want him. them gone, all of them. Thanks. Him. Have well, a good day. I mean, most of them, if not all of them, will be. Uh, sorry to Vince in Pittsburgh. We didn't have enough time. Uh, Vince, I, I love hearing from you, uh, but uh, we just ran out of time. Uh, please call back tomorrow. I think the DOC will be in studio with us uh, tomorrow. At least that's the plan. Uh, and uh, looking forward to that. Plus, I'm going to bring in some lunch for the crew tomorrow, which is little holiday treat, right? Got The boys got to eat. The boys have got to eat. All right, we'll come back. Dum-dum of the day. Uh, if you're getting married, if you're getting married, this might not be something you want to say as you exchange your wedding vows. Details next on the team, 980 and the Odyssey app. up the show first an actual football note Jets head coach for now Robert Sala saying that Zach Wilson still in concussion protocol and Trevor Simeon would start against the commanders if Wilson does not clear concussion protocol which is to say no Aaron Rodgers no Aaron Rodgers which again expected once they were officially uh, eliminated so again it looks like Trevor Simeon will start which is going to piss off Robert Griffin the third 
Did you see what crap he was talking about uh, yesterday uh, on Twitter? He was saying, if Trevor Simeon can play in an NFL game, then damn it, uh, Cam Newton should. Rob, Robbie, Robbie, slow down. Cam Newton's not willing to be a number three and play for a veteran minimum. Please stop. Just stop. Don't make it a white-black thing. Please don't make it a white-black thing when there's absolutely no. Trevor Simeon knows his place. He knows his place. I know my place, too. And how we end up the show. It's time for Dumb Dumb of the Day. All right. I'm uh, once married, divorced, uh, and, uh, you know, maybe I'll get married again. Don't know. Um, but, Matt, you've got a lovely girlfriend. I, I don't know, you know, what the future holds. Hopefully, you will get married at some point, have children and be happy and all that stuff. Here's what you shouldn't do if you decide to get married and if you're at the altar. If you're a groom and there's all sorts of video about this, if you're a groom in Australia or anywhere for that matter, when the servant or the officiant asks you to perform your vows... You shouldn't say to your new bride in front of everybody, quote, I promise to smack that ass every every chance I get. Booyah! No. Yes, I promise to smack that ass every chance I get. Booyah! No. Said the groom, Cody. And... Then he said, that's all I got. Don't be a don't. So the officiant tried to give him another chance. He said, Cody, you know, this is your wedding, man. Everybody's kind of awkward laughing. Uh, The audience was apparently stunned. Uh, You know, somebody said, Cody, no, no, please don't do that, Cody, no. He said, I didn't write nothing out. That's what I'm going with. We've made it this long. This is real. And his... Bride is kind of like squeamishly laughing, smiling, what have you. And of course, people on social media are very upset because it made its way to TikTok and this doc and that talk and whatever. But I've seen the video. I mean, they look like a normal couple. She looks happy. She's kind of smiling. Ah, this is the guy I'm hiring. He wants to smack my ass and just said that. Instead of his vows. I mean, I hope he got to smack. She probably smacked him. You're Chris's dum-dum of the day. I didn't want to say what I was thinking about saying, so I just kind of like hit the brakes on that. That's why I just threw threw to the, yeah, threw the man with the deep voice. Yeah. Uh, again, suggestion to all you boys planning on, you know, getting married, whatever, in the next year or so. Uh, don't talk about smacking your wife or your wife-to-be's ass or any other body parts uh, while performing your vows. Probably not the right way to do it. All right, that's going to wrap it up. Craig Hoffman coming up next. Thanks to Jay Gruden. Thanks to all of you guys on the phones, even those of you that were mad at me for the long wait time. Uh, Vince in Pittsburgh, get back to us tomorrow. Uh, I want to hear from uh, you. I think the DOC is in tomorrow. Hopefully that uh, goes down. We'll be here all week, and then we'll be taking much of next week off. 
to celebrate Christmas and the New Year. Again, Hoffman up next. Lend him your ear on this windy Monday in the nation's capital. Adios.